Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, podcast about music, mostly emo. It's in the name. You <laughs> know, right there, you so, know, I mean, sometimes there's adjacent music and yeah, that happens pop punk, and it's good. Hyper you know, pop punk. Uh, emo trap. Emo rap. Sad trap. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Conversations about music, conversations about bands, that good stuff. This is uh, an episode. Look, I'm just going to tell you guys, it's really cool. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Casey Cavalier, the guitarist for The Wonder Years, uh, also of the podcast The Record Process. Uh, we talk a lot about some really cool stuff. If you're a Wonder Years fan, we talk a lot about podcasting and music so you know that's what you're here for that's what you want you get it's you're getting what you want it's everything you're looking for you know yeah. it's a good variety i know when you were scrolling your podcast feed today and you were like what do i want this is it and you knew that you clicked on this and you knew that thank you what a delight. We're happy to have you here yeah it's so <laughs> nice to have you you know you're mixing it up to your day probably yeah. Before we get into that interview, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm like laughing because it's like, great. oh, we're so loose. We're so good. Before we get into that, you know what? I bet you like this episode since we told you that that's why you're here. So you can let us know by liking this podcast. You can tell us with five stars, no less, no more. You're technically not allowed anymore. Uh, five stars, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can rate there. And because uh, Casey has a podcast, you can also rate his podcast yeah. there. So you can literally two birds, one stone this. Although don't, you know, hit birds with stones. Don't actually That's, do it. It's a metaphor, yeah. guys. Just Cats out of bags, birds on Log into your Spotify, search us, hit five stars, search the record process, hit five yeah. stars. That's it. Birds and that cats out it of means. it. Yeah, no birds that. and cats need to be involved in this at all. Absolutely. This is a Unless non... your cat is the one giving us the five star rating. Oh, yeah. Also make a Spotify account for your cat and then yeah. give us five stars. If the cat doesn't like this podcast, you know, maybe put him in a bag. Uh, if you <laughs> want to, <laughs> if you want to let us know on social media, uh, you can also find us at Emo Social Club on Instagram. You can find us at X Emo Social Club X on Twitter and on TikTok. You can find us on YouTube where you can also see a video version of this podcast. Uh, so you can look at our, our faces as words come out of them. You can know yeah. what we look like when we're saying those words. And uh, maybe that maybe that maybe that's what, what you need. Maybe you need maybe to know what you what need. Maybe well, sometimes don't you ever listen to a podcast and you're like, I wonder what this person looks like because they have such a distinct voice, yes. and you go look it up and you're like, I mm -hmm. didn't think they looked like that. I saw uh, one of the guys from NPR on a video the other day, and <laughs> I was like, No, that no, ain't, that ain't, that ain't which right. NPR man was it? Steve Stevenskeep? 
Is that his name? Oh, um, yeah, Stevensky. Yeah, yeah. I saw his face, and I'm like, huh. You know, I mean, we are we are on Twitch, emosocialclub.tv. You can find us over there. You can uh, see a lot of. You could get there early because if you didn't, you miss a lot of really. You miss good a lot. Con- you miss you a lot miss, in these interviews. You miss some drops of things coming soon oh, for the Wonder drops, Years. Dude. So there's drops and shit. Bestie, though. you messed up. Bestie, you messy. So what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Please edit this whole. This whole intro needs to be edited out. Oh, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um. Yeah, you can find us at emosocialclub.com as well for all those links, all the news, all the deets, all of our merch. The all hot just goss. The, the hot goss. The hottest goss is at emosocialclub.com. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's just get into it. Let's just drop the pod, just you know. Just jump right into it. Let's just, let's just drop in. that pod. You have permission to slide. This is our interview with... <laughs> Casey Cavalier of The Wonder Years and The Record Process. I am recording now. Now she's happy. Now she won't fight me later when she's ready to fight, I guess. Oh my Do we God. have some anger issues lingering on set? Or? No, no. It's just, <laughs> we just it's handle just our problems in talk, one way. We just talk to people in different yeah. ways. Well, there's one way know. to solve your problems, and it's fisticuffs. Uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> listen, that is technically one way albeit a very violent and mm-hmm. hurtful method mm-hmm. uh a method nonetheless of communication which is very important yeah. Yeah. as we all know um with my fellow broadcasters here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no um but that's good that's good you have a healthy working relationship yeah like yeah we don't you know we we solve our problems in the pit and uh sometimes yeah. we yeah. got to make our own pit of just the the three of us, <laughs> we gotta right. just yeah, yeah. throw arms, throw yeah, bows. Brian and I, Brian and I, me eating him in the pit when he's not ready for it. That's it. I'm that usually happens. fine with it. Uh, he's, he's usually ready for it. I'm usually ready. I'm like at any given time, she's gonna yeah. kick me out of class. Yeah. It's fine. Oh man, maybe <laughs> I, maybe I should. Oh, damn, maybe I should do something. Uh, for the record process with Tom, it's like you get three strikes and we got to like rumble the next yep. time we and like to, we got to stream it live. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's just, he, I don't know. He's my co-host Tom Conrad on the record process. He's just too gentle of a soul. I couldn't, I couldn't picture doing like any, any physical harm or even verbal harm in any way. Uh, I want nothing but the best things to come mm-hmm. uh, for him. So it would be really tough for me to do any sort of um, competitive thing where, you know, that turns into like a zero sum situation. So I don't know. You know. Lizzie will say it builds character. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is true. As the oldest, you know, As the that, oldest. like you right. keep the younger ones in line. Oh, See? Well, my, my one brother's an American Ninja Warrior. My other brother's a wrestler. So it's unfair. Keep each other in line. So, you got, so what you're saying is, you have hidden athletic skills that you haven't yet shared with us, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's I, what you're saying is it's probably in the DNA right mm-hmm. now. It's, it, it's I in, mean, I'm really good at yoga. That's honestly yeah, that's incredible. I, I'm standing here and I feel I've been standing all day. And if I go like this, I can feel how stiff I am. So I need to get better. <laughs> I've, I've had, I've had like goes at it where I've like sparred with trying to get better. Um, but it never, uh, it never pans out for long term, and then I go on tour. Things fall apart. It's it's just tough. do some like mid show yoga. 
just like stop on stage. Break. I gotta do. Hey. I gotta do a quick sun salutation. Hey, Otherwise, honestly, it's not happening. Let me tell you something. That is a fantastic <laughs> idea. Here's why. Because the tour that maybe, uh, well, I mean, we're live right now, so it's tough. I don't know which um, tents to speak in um, mm -hmm. because uh, depending on who's listening. But either way, the tour that we will be doing uh, every night in February and March of 2022 <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is a lot of friggin' songs. We're going to, you know, it's like two albums back to back, maybe a, a mid album break yoga break. And we just there you go. have someone come up perhaps yourself on one of the dates and just lead a, <laughs> um, a group yoga class. It's like, we're going to take a quick seven right now. We're going to work on some box breathing Wim Hof me method. And, um, we're going to get nice and limber and ready for record number two. Okay. Cause we don't want to, we don't want to cramp up when, you know, the endurance fatigue dehydration set in. So we got to keep those muscles in tune, in check, loosey goosey, and pliable. Ba balance. <laughs> got Everything's got to be balanced before we go into this next record, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a great idea. I might it, just do it. I would just be like, I listen. listen. I, st I start this next record. Uh, not you're not starting without me. So I'm gonna yeah. go do do some like downward dogs, um, real you quick, do, uh, and work this the, lower back out. You yeah. can do the flying frog pose. If you're so nimble and can study yourself, I can your already hands. tell you I am not. No. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm loosely familiar with that, but it wouldn't matter anyway because right now none of my poses are looking um, super striking. Let me say that. Um, I'm neither yeah. flying nor froggy. No, 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 no. We're um, going to be there. Uh, Brian and I got tickets to the Saturday night show, so we'll just be there. And instead of yelling, play this song, you cowards, we're going to say, Are you doing downward dog, you cowards? D downward and dog, you cowards. Real confused. <laughs> Okay, honestly, well, now I at least at least I will now know that who that is. Yeah. Um, when normally yeah. I'm just like, really, people? Now I'll just be like, well, I at least know who it is. It's still yeah. hurtful, and they're calling <laughs> <me> coward, <laughs> but at least I, at least I finally have a face to go with yeah. the hurt. Um, whereas normally it's just like an amorphous thing where it's like, cool, must be nice to yell at me in a crowd of two thousand people. Like, yeah. Um, real easy for you. Um, but now I'll know, and I'll also know where to find you. Yeah. There we go. See. Uh, let's uh, let's do a quick little intro here. I I I mean, this conversation is just flowing, so I'm just gonna do a quick little intro, and then we'll 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 introduce you, and you can talk about why you're on the pod, and we'll we'll just do all that stuff, you know, all the all the stuff that you should do at the top of a pod. But whatever, we're just gonna post all of this. Who cares? We're gonna uh, start this pod like seven different times. Hell yeah! Look, Before every we start, question uh, we start the pod. Rat boy said the rest of the crowd is gonna wonder why he's crying the entire time. <laughs> no one's gonna wonder that. Somebody, no one's wondering. Somebody's gonna throw. Um, honestly, if you think you're original by throwing in like a, I'm not, you're not sad. I thought you weren't sad anymore. Reference. If that happens, just know you're not. Okay. Just know everybody is saying that to the person next to them, and it's okay. And I and I invite that. You just got to know, just like me, a guy that starts a pandemic mid podcast. I know I'm not the only person to do that. <laughs> I think it's genuine. I would do it pandemic or not. This just yeah. happened to present me with some additional free time to really yeah. put some thoughts together and some time into it. Um, however, again, not the only one. Yeah. And I knew that. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Lizzie of the Emo Social Club. And it's a brand new year. So maybe you want to update your drip and be the hottest and coolest looking kid all around the virtual web. You can do this by picking up some Emo Social Club merch. 
And you can find it over on emosocialclub.com slash store. And with just an easy click, it can be in your cart and shipped right out to you so you can stunt on all of your friends this upcoming spring. Again, you can go and snag these items over at emosocialclub.com slash store. All right, let's start this thing. All right, starting the podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this afternoon with Casey Cavalier of the Record Process Podcast and the band The Wonder Years. So thank you so much for hanging with us tonight. Absolutely. One of those things people may be familiar with. I implore them to get familiar with both of them. Um, <laughs> it's up for it's up for you to decide which, uh, as whoever might be listening to this. But yeah, uh, thank you. Um, it's already been a treat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. We're going to keep this all in. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, th- yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Um, love to talk. Love to chat. And I am I'm just I'm I'm really down for whatever. I'm keeping it open. And like Brian said, we're flowing and we're going to keep it that flow. way. You know what? Let's just ride. Just straight just ride vibes. Out. Just straight vibes. Right. Straight oh, vibes in the vibe. chat. Straight oh, vibes in the pod. We got all got lights behind us. You know, we're all we're all just glowing. We all got the vibe memo. Yeah, right? dude. <laughs> also how do i get how do i get into this shot uh emo social club.com.tv sorry emo social club.tv wow. uh, we have a website okay. emo social club.com it's just we that do. won't take you it's to just, the stream you're not gonna see the live yeah that won't take you there gotcha i see I now see. you can okay. check out the chat which we probably won't talk uh we, we probably won't talk to them too much but you know if you guys well, say yeah. something fun and cool then we'll We'll put it in you the pot. I'll let you get you guys are you guys are pros at that here. So I'll let you guys see it and, and monitor it. <laughs> and if anything good comes up for us to really dig into, let me know because I don't yeah. want to miss it. We'll dig. Yeah. We'll dig. Uh well, let's talk about your podcast first. You just mentioned that you started it during the pandemic. Uh and I I listened to a few clips on your Instagram and was like, yeah, this is about recording and some interesting stuff about uh like artist creation music creation uh and I, I think that that's like it's a good place to start because i don't I, I like talking about it i like talking about it on this podcast and i feel like it's a little bit inside baseball but i'm also like dude you were spending so much time falling in love with like you know you're like oh my god i love my chemical romance they have this one song and it's like yeah and he does the guitar on that and they're like i don't care i don't care gerard and frankie that's all i care about it's like okay like, but there's there's a lot more, obviously, that goes into the creation of a song, the writing of it. Uh, and I, I just think that's really interesting to get into that. Like, what's the what's your what's your thought process on it? How'd you get it started? And, and how'd you come up with the idea of it? Ooh, just processes on processes. Yeah. So the thought <laughs> process behind it was, um, I mean, pretty simple, honestly, in the sense that uh Myself and another really talented Philly engineer and producer named Tom Conran and our um, our other good bud and very talented musician, uh, Adam Ackerman, we all kind of came together three plus years ago and, um, and put together a space uh, just outside of Philadelphia in Blackwood, New Jersey. Um, and also kind of started working together on a lot of production stuff. Um, you know, uh, mixing um recording doing like some freelance like session work stuff uh really running the gamut um out of that space and we would obviously have a lot of uh conversations that um towed the nerd adjacent line when it comes to um swooning over (laughs) uh you know 
records and you know the um i guess uh everything short of just like youtube videos of like the how to or how this got made or things like that you know mm-hmm. um and just trying out new techniques mostly because you know we'd kind of go back and forth and be like hey uh check this out be like holy cow like what did you do there and then talk about it for an hour and how and what the catalyst was and it's like i found it on this record and i tried to reverse engineer it and whatever this that and the other so um a lot of yeah like you said inside baseball from the technical end but really what we were you know figuring out is we loved having those conversations um and that even though the scope of what we were talking about in the moment was maybe something we were working on at the time um that uh that whole idea kind of um, relates to any record, right? Um, and it doesn't matter um, who you are. There's also a lot of perspectives um, that go into the record because a lot of these records are touched by many hands. And it's uh, in a lot of ways to continue with the sports meta- metaphor, uh, a team activity, right? <laughs> um, and a collaborative one very much so most of the time. Uh, and we were like, um, well, how can we, we love these conversations. I feel like there's some really good stuff that, uh, is pretty interesting, not just to us, but maybe a few other people. And we kind of looked at podcasts as something that all of us, you know, obviously we're familiar with medium, had our own favorite podcasts, some of which, you know, delved into the creative space some of which are in the more like business productive. Like I, I, I happen to gravitate to a lot of, um, you know, self-improvement and like growth, um, mindset podcast. Uh, and a lot of the ones that I listened to, I realized they were like very inspirational to a creative and, and really kind of find people maybe in like a, a valley of creativity and bring an anecdote that kind of lifts them out of it. Or especially for me, you know, I'll, I have a few that I love to, th- to throw on and, the second, whether I go for a run, uh, a walk, and I put an episode on, an hour later, I come back and circle back around, and I am ready to dive back in. I've just got a thousand thoughts racing. It kind of, in the same way, like stepping into the shower honestly does. It's just like all of a sudden, you're just like, oh man, what am I going to do? I got so much. And then you step in the shower and you have like $3 million ideas in five mm-hmm. minutes. And you're like, there's nothing to write on. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're like yeah. racing like down, you know, down yeah. the hall. So um, I've realized it was like, that's what a lot of these really great shows do. Um, and the stories that they bring, whether or not it's from somebody that I know, um, actually sometimes they're even better if I don't know the person um, because then it gives me something on the back end to look into. Um, we decided to try to bring that with season two Um two people in that format but initially when we started it it was just the three of us kind of walking through the entire process of making a record in the studio um you know based on all of our collective experiences and um a little bit educational in in, at times um a little bit um kind of discussion based and or like here's you know there's no right way wrong way but here's some general you know industry guiding principles that a lot of you know, producers, artists, bands, studios use that, that, you know, have worked really well, um, in case that could be helpful. And then we got to the end of that and we were like, well, what do we do now? Um, (laughs) and it started kind of coming into viewer. It's like, well, we can, I mean, you know, we can go back through, we can get into nuance. There's a lot of ways we can go. And ultimately, uh, we said, well, what would be really cool is the only way to kind of expand it, um, is to kind of dig in and, and narrow the scope to pick 
one record at a time, you know, and get really specific because there's so many, every record has a, a different path, a different, you know, different people, different perspectives and a different timeline, um, people, places and gear. Right. So we wanted to kind of bring all of that there, but also you mentioned like the, uh, the really hyper specific, like nuts and bolts of like, you know, it, it, it in, in no way did we want it to live in a space where, and it's very easy to get carried away because uh, <laughs> as a guitar player, a studio, I, I love the gear, right? I love a good guitar hero guitar more than anybody. <laughs> if you if you didn't listen to the pre-roll of the convo, you won't get that, but that is an inside joke. Um, gotta, gotta be at the stream, guys. Gotta be at the stream. Gotta, gotta be at the yeah. stream. Um, and uh, there's already so many great shows in that world, fulfilling that um, that realm. If you want to go there to be like, what compressor do I use on a vocalist that's six feet, five inches tall and has brown hair <laughs> and <laughs> just drank three cups of coffee? Like, I, you know, um, th this is not that podcast. Um, but the same people that would listen to that podcast about gear um, will maybe find this refreshing because it's more about the story, um, you know, in almost like a biographical sense. And we try to pull out, um, you know, a little bit of the, the lessons that they learned and, and what they mean and how they might be, um, be interesting to think about and applying to, if you're a musician, your process recording, um, or just generally being like, Oh man, I never thought you thought about doing it that way. That's kind of cool. And a lot of these records, are records that people may tune in and be like, Oh, I know I love that record. Right. Um, and what a cool thing where maybe you went this whole time, spent years with it and know that record inside and out, but never had an idea that your favorite song was the song that almost didn't make the record. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and at the last 11th hour, uh, the singer was like, no, gotta be, gotta be on there or I'm walking out. <laughs> you know? Um, and that honestly has happened. Tune in to find out who uh, who that was. Not that they pitched a fit, but yeah, it's uh, it's real. And that kind of stuff happens. And I know that I've seen that with Wonder Years stuff. And we wanted to bring those stories to people. And that is exactly what we have set out to do. And we've already done a number of interviews. And I can't wait to start getting them out and, and seeing what people think. Because we had a blast um, kind of unpacking all that. It sounds like, too, at least what we were also talking beforehand, before pre-roll, again, get to the stream early or you're missing out. That's right, guys. Where you started this podcast, obviously, middle of the pandemic, and you were like, no, I would have done this either way. I just had more time. But unlike a lot of those other podcasters, you stuck with it and are still developing it <laughs> into something further. So you're also a little bit of an outlier there. You're not <laughs> posting everything on Facebook Marketplace saying, I spent $1,000. I think I could do this. And I, I decided right. no. I guess you're um, right. <laughs> listening also to a couple episodes of the first season like going back to kind of like these storytelling narratives that you kind of go off with one of them that kind of stuck out to me it seemed like really chaotic was the fact that you were talking about an art installation about wolves on an island um, and i had to keep re-listening to be like am i hearing this <laughs> right how this is being told right you know now? what it's funny you probably were uh were hearing it right and <laughs> because that's probably something that was brought up by um by mr tom conran um who has a ton of incredible um uh, background stories from his time both in school um he went to school for um like acoustic science so um he actually uh, on the side like also 
quite the qualified um, person in the literal like space treating realm in that he consults and, and does studio builds and tuning acoustic uh, spaces as well. Um, and so that's probably also like they he's done some wild stuff like that over the years. Some of it um, related to um, just like collegiate like class projects that are like high level that yielded some really crazy results um him that he's like showing me over the years he's like hey you should check this thing out i did i was like what is this he's like oh i had to do it for like a you know a class when i was in school and i was like this is insane audio you know like um and the kind of stuff he's like yeah yeah, yeah. it was like a rumination and like 50 percent of the stuff i'm like okay I think I'm following you. I'm just glad there's no exam at the end of this. I'm trying to pick up as much as I can. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, you probably weren't hearing it wrong. I wish I could give you more of the backstory. I'm trying to remember it. It, it obviously sounds vaguely familiar. Um, and if you hit me with the episode, um, I will definitely get a, a better answer for you and anybody that should want one <laughs> um, if you need more clarification. You should have, like I said, you should have gone to the episode notes and drop a review with a question or just hit us up where every time you? where are like, you hey you know this i know you say this all the I time was just i'm like, sure listen i could just come and ask him straight to his virtual face <laughs> well he's gonna be on the pod you know <laughs> right well honestly i do love that brazenness uh i do love that confidence. <laughs> preach confidence preach confidence I, I love it but also yeah that was a while ago so you know next time maybe just hit me up <laughs> um just ask a question just where it says reach out contact us you know it's like this is why because you can just, just gonna have send that. it just gonna send it to your insta dm it, like from the podcast gonna be just, like yo mm -hmm. what is this that's Tell right just right dm now. it to me just be like uh hello wait are we wolves are we talking about wolves <laughs> are we wolves here I'm, I'm gonna need more on this uh yeah it's like um, all these yeah. fans of yours now they're just going to be like, well, I can just DM him and be like, hey, so I was listening to the podcast and you're going to be like, I got to pay attention to this one. Hold on. Hold on. And meanwhile, they're like on some other tangent. There's like, oh, you want to talk about my podcast? Hell yeah. Oh, this isn't about the podcast at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's OK. I, you know, I, I am definitely a guy that in controlled like one on one or small group situations, um, I'm totally down for the hang and the combo admittedly i i might not get there or have time every moment of the day for the com combo just like yourselves just like hopefully anybody else that would be dming me it's like if you're if that's literally if you're like i don't know you better be a social media marketer if your entire day is yeah. on dms or mm -hmm. in dms but um yeah so you know if i don't get back with a like extremely robust novella uh of text <laughs> um oh my you'll know why uh, yeah. but yeah always hey honestly shoot your shot um that's gotten me pretty dang far um and continues to be the case actually um coming out of or still in some weird way living inside this vortex that is an ongoing pandemic uh mm -hmm. i have managed to at least to the best of my ability try to make it um something that that um you know allows me to explore and tap into some other things and, and create some some cool momentum in uh in the creative spaces and a lot of things that honestly have been put on the back burner because every time i'd you know start gearing something up um you know a tour would come come around <laughs> and i'd be like okay i'll hold that i'll hold that yeah. idea, you know um so it makes it a little tough so this did give me the chance to do that and i'm happy for that but that's to say shoot your shot so i was shooting a shot because i had had time on the court you know <laughs> um, 
so um yeah i don't know try and go dm people i don't well actually this is going off the rails i'm maybe i'm maybe the wrong yeah totally within read do not harass people also this goes without saying be nice be courteous be respectful right um i'm also i'm not your parent that's just good advice that I, yeah. that everybody yeah. should try to follow. <laughs> right. You know, like if you're somebody out there, that's just like, you know what? He told me I could DM him. I'm going to tell him how pissed off I am that they didn't play this like mm-hmm. oh, God. B side that literally was never released that I only heard exist, but somehow is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if that's the case, don't DM me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, no, you know, DMs, are DMs are closed for you. DMs are <laughs> closed Don't be weird. Don't, yeah, don't. I mean, it, like, honestly, here's the thing. What is weird? People are weird. I say be nice, be respectful, and also respect boundaries. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand what boundaries are or don't know what somebody's <laughs> might be, then maybe assume don't they have shoot, a lot. <laughs> then don't shoot yeah. that shot and be cautious, right? Yeah. Um, but when it comes to reaching out nicely and sending a cold email to somebody, Hey, honestly, we talked about, and we used to joke like, um, back in the day, you know, talking about like the major label signing or whatever. It's just Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, dude, I'll just, it's cool. I'll just go email Mr. Geffen and, um, he'll definitely open it. It's not going to the spam folder. Right. (laughs) Um, but I love that joke, uh, in the sense that sometimes that shit works, you know, like, um, it really like, and I think maybe this is speaking more towards, um, you know uh younger bands artists and or just creatives right it's just like there's no harm in reaching out to be like hey can i like design this for you or like hey um i'd love to work with you i don't know if that's even possible Mm -hmm. whatever you know it's like that's how a lot of things actually come together even if it's not right there in that moment you might get what i like to call a soft no right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um which is just like not right now but right and or a hard no, also the hard no's tougher to swallow, mm-hmm. but also I'm not going to, I'm never going to give anybody like a hard and fast, like mean, like F you know, <laughs> so, and I would hope that most people in the world are also not going to do that because they've been in that position of having to, you know, having a no thrown their way once or twice. So this has really taken an interesting path yeah, now and about kindness and empathy. But yeah. I like that space too. <laughs> Cause I was going to say you're, you're uh, the true level studio which is where I understand you record the podcast and it's with uh, uh, your studio partners from there. Um, it, it's kind of like what you do there. It sounds like like guiding younger artists, mentoring, like helping mentoring. Yeah. So yeah. it sounds on that path. Um, yeah, you know, what? it's interestingly enough, um, as if the pandemic didn't already facilitate enough new avenues for me to travel down. That was also another one that kind of, um, organically and serendipitously worked its way into, um, a new, uh, and I I guess kind of growing path, interestingly enough. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of that in, um, you know, in, in any role, if you're in like a service-based industry, but especially in audio and music and, and the creative field, um, I think there's a certain level of like Sherpa-ing, uh, with Mm -hmm. a client or a band specifically, um, and so that's like kind of a natural thing. Like I said, there's like a, there's a trust thing there that you, you know, you have to try and build and, and learn a lot about yourself and, and try to get to know as much as you can about the other, um, the other people in the room 
and make everybody feel comfortable to kind of take chances or try things they normally wouldn't and, and, and kind of um, and grow and get the best product. So um, in that way, some of the things that we worked on early on when we moved into the space, um, it came from more of like the end of the record process, right? So the music was made, it was finished, everybody was happy, very excited, high-fiving, and then I'd get like a, a text or a callback, uh, you know, um, a couple weeks later, a month later, two months later, be like, Hey dude, like, we're so excited. Like we're going to, you know, getting ready to put the record out or whatever. Um, you got any thoughts on, um, what the best way to go about that? Oh is? You know, you have any ideas, right. You know, um, <laughs> and, and, and I don't mean to make it sound as though like, you know, every band is uh is clueless that's quite quite the opposite nowadays um is what is kind of what the industry is is forcing the hand of you know to wear every hat and then some but it's really overwhelming um you know and there's a lot of resources out there but maybe too many if you go to youtube and type in how do i what how should i what should i do to release my record right how to be a band you're gonna want (laughs) to quit immediately um so a don't do that. And if you are going to go to YouTube, you, as I call it, make sure you have a very specific ask and check a couple videos. And then what I say is take the amalgamation of all of those things and you will find some threads of commonality, right? However, that almost sounds like reaching out to a couple different, that sounds like it'll take time, right? That's not a five minute YouTube video. And then all of a sudden your drums sound mega huge, right? Mm -hmm. For all of my like DIY bedroom mixers right there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that's a, that's a wormhole that I am very uh, familiar with um, living in a space with a lot of uh, engineers and producers. But Mm -hmm. um, so um, back to the callback of what the hell do I do? Um, uh, And maybe it's not what the hell do I do? It's, Hey, should I do this? should I do this? People are telling me I should do this. Right. Um, so basically, uh, like before pre pandemic, I would just be like, all right, well, eh, you're coming in next week to, you know, to track again. Why don't you just uh, like stay for an extra hour afterwards? Um, and we'll kind of chat through some of these things and, you know, just put together a plan, give you some feedback, um, you know, some, uh, some anecdotes from so how, how we've done it, how, how I've seen it done. Right. Um, and just some, you know, some best practices that, I, that might work. Right. Um, or things you could maybe try fast forward to a pandemic. <laughs> um, right. We're all living in this world. Right. So now it's actually interesting enough because in two years, it's like, I am very comfortable now staring at a screen and doing this. Whereas mm-hmm. beforehand it might've been like, well, unless I'm like on a stage and it's like a much different controlled environment than I'm used to, this would be a little, um, feel a little foreign. It does not now because basically I I looked at it and said, well, I can't have people in the studio right now while everything's locked down. What can I still do to free the time up and be productive and be helpful to artists? Um, So it was kind of that. And and a few people had reached out to me anyway, asking for kind of what it turned out to be was like a similar, um, you know, relationship or, um, you know, mentorship in a way. And now fast forward, it's like over the last two years, you know, still working with some of them and every scenario is different, but it's, um, it's a cool thing because I think what you, what I've learned too, from, um, from doing this and working on helping people not only, um, you know, come up with 
the material that will that they will ultimately put forward into the world um that will kind of you know define their band sonically and musically um it's also kind of helping on the back end how there's a whole other wave of things right now in especially like the content era so to speak <laughs> where like f- visually and from a different sensory perspective there are ways that um that you can actually speak with a lot of those themes and messages. Um, and with wonder years, we've tried to do some cool stuff that, you know, over the years, it's been unique or been fun for us or thought that it would be a cool, um, shared experience with our fans, you know, that would be kind of memorable, um, you know, in different ways. So I'm trying to like take a lot of the lessons that we've learned in that way and, um, see where, some of that methodology and or different ones can kind of help a band build even further when it comes to like releasing their music um, and putting that out. Because I think for better or worse, it is a climate that a lot more than just a good song is being asked from a band, you know? Um, And that's not, that's no longer like your one like ticket, you know? Um, (laughs) You have to put in a lot more reps and, and prove to, the algorithm gods i don't know right um <laughs> you know that uh that you're worthy and that there's something there but ultimately there's a human response i think that people gravitate to musicians and i think a lot of that not only just a song that ends up on a playlist or you know you hear about it and you're like oh that is cool it's like there's a relationship there and i think we are now kind of floundering and readjusting in the music industry how that is put across right and how and how that connection is instilled and why people you know ultimately are going to care about you as a band and not just a single on some playlist that they follow right um so uh, it's there's a lot to unpack there as you can imagine which is why <laughs> now i'm still doing this with a lot of people two years later yeah. um and are still you know it's not the whole piece of the puzzle obviously there's a lot more with wonder years and um and production and and music making being the primary focus uh and then the podcast uh that is just you know kind of fills the space with my availability um and is a cool way for me to kind of get fun get creative and also try to help some people who much like myself once upon a time were very uh very much struggling with staying organized and (laughs) like trying to decide which way to step um, you know, like analysis or like option paralysis almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to avoid that, but yeah, so the, the coaching thing has been, um, quite interesting and kind of steps off of the production stuff definitely because you're kind of there making each one of those micro decisions along the way as you make an album an EP. Um, and that's why I always say it's like that decision-making process doesn't stop once the music's done. It, that's kind of just this, you know, the the foundation of the house you got to now decorate the whole thing and pull out the different (laughs) curves and rooms and you know and and accentuate it so the only way to make sure that your single or your album is is going to go to the top and everyone's (laughs) going to hear it travis barker (laughs) that's it oh god well um (laughs) as they say that's one way of doing it. Yeah, However, there's, that's one way. That option may not be on the table for literally every <laughs> band, right? Um, so, um, and like I said, um, much love to Travi, uh, an incredible entre- entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, re- uh, regardless of, uh, you know, his past career accolades, which I'm sure were probably all pretty 
versed in um, if you're listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, you know, um, he's got, he's a guy that's got a lot of experience and perspective and some chops, right? So you can't hate that. And also if he's putting stuff out, it's like, if, if for some reason you, you love or hate whatever it is that he's responsible for creatively facilitating, people are consuming it and it's making an impact. So there has to have been something there that, um, and this is why I say too, it's like often, um, warp tour is a great example with this actually. Um, the, uh, when you're younger, <laughs> um, you'll kind of genres and subgenres and things, uh, are all very, um, definitive of your identity and tribe and trying to fit in. Right. Especially like we're talking about like, you know, high school and Mm -hmm. wherever it's like, um, and, uh, and so it's very much like, uh, I, I love this and I hate that. Right. It's very polarizing because you want to stay in whatever lane is comfortable, even though you might be switching lanes every like six months. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I think where, where I've, um, begin to see, this modern um, kind of not, not even like a resurgence because I've been in it for the last 15 years. So to me, it never went away, Right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, in that sense as a genre, it, you know, broader in the broader sense of speaking, but as there's a resurgence, um, I look at, at it with a curiosity as to say, why is this hitting? Why is it, what's, is it about the timing? What culturally, what are these artists doing that it, you know, um, just like on warp tour where I would be like, this band is like drawing massive crowds. I it's terrible, but I don't you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but like, it's not up to me to define the objectivity of good or bad. It's like the proof is there. Mm-hmm. There's thousands of people going to watch this band every day for one reason or another. So this band is giving them something that they want, mm-hmm. you know, um, and something that they're resonating with and connecting with. Right whether it's more of a social moment than it is an artistic one, that's another, you know, that's another thing, but <laughs> that's not for nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I tend to look at it like, th- like that. And I think there are some bands out there that are doing some really interesting creative stuff, especially now it's like, it's coming back with a lot more modern tools and you have this, what actually seems to fascinate me, which is a little bit different um, and outside the scope of, of making wonder years records is a lot of the like hyper pop, um, production influence stuff. I actually, are this, big fans of hyper pop, huge hyper-pop. fans. Oh, well then I have to send you some stuff. Um, yes, please. it's going yeah. to be coming out, um, with a few artists that I'm working on this year. Um, that I think you might like and you might enjoy because I've enjoyed like kind of putting it together mm-hmm. um, and be, and it reaches into a lot of that those other genres but that are very like production heavy um, very like uh, very remix centric in a way that you mm-hmm. know that become the genre where it's like they're all tools but now we're talking about um, software being and, and you know and hardware really being the tool and or even sometimes replacing melodic elements you know and in in terms of a catchy memorable thing i think it's really fascinating and baking that kind of stuff into it <laughs> definitely more on that uh if in any way if you hate this uh and all and and anything that i seem to be describing <laughs> don't dm me about it <laughs> dms are close for that uh dms yeah. are close for that one um for the haters um on that one but um but also um definitely like uh like follow along and because there's there will be more and i have got a, a couple things that are that are honestly really excited about ruminating on the background like different 
partnerships and, and collaborations with some other people that are crazy talented and, and come from worlds where I, um, let's put it this way. A couple of years ago, I knew very little about <laughs> on that end, mm -hmm. um, from the technical side and now have just, um, grown increasingly fascinated with it and how, um, how it kind of works its way into some artistic DNA and the way people kind of visualize and conceptualize songs. So I think that is ultimately a cool thing. Um, you know, and I'm excited to see where that goes, especially in the modern world of our genre that we've called home, you know, the, the punk roots and, and, and pop punk stuff. It's just another extension of it. Right. Like what is hyper pop punk, right? Like what is like a, the genre of future punk, right? Mm -hmm look out who knows right um <laughs> I, i'll see you like there 2025 when yeah. it's literally dominating or Let's something go. Um, i feel like it's like bringing kind of like that cobra starship sound like that neon pop back mm, but right. like reworking it in different ways yeah. and i feel like that's just like the scratch everybody's been looking for like to itch is like this is what i want i've been missing it it blends everything together for this really like party aspect but also this like like not like hardcore music but like in that same vein of like oh like i could go hard to this yeah no oh, man i just got to send a track today that you guys will love um i can't let you hear it until i get finished cutting yeah, up the vocals but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I let me put it this way i know you know the song um but uh anyway so yeah more let's suffice to say more on that um very soon uh in all of these worlds but i i definitely um I don't, um, I don't dislike what I see from Mr. Barker, um, in the entrepreneurial sense. Um, I think every music is cyclical, so that's not his fault. You know, yeah. he's just a guy that's like, has the experience and has the reps and can do the guiding and maybe get some artists that have a, already have a platform, um, through there. And if you're out there and you're a hater, because you are not going to like what I say when I I've come to terms with, and I don't hate influencers either. Um, you know, um, I don't hate influencers that become artists. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of hate on that. And my, my thought on it now, sometimes it's vapid and there's not a lot of actual substantive artistry going on and happening. And my thought is that that will ultimately become clear. Right. Um, people will realize that they are not the driving force behind it by the way they show up and support it. And they'll be like, okay, cool. They're good at this. They're good at being an artist and a pop star, but like, we know like they're not in there <laughs> at the drawing board, crafting yeah. all of these hits note right. by note, effect by effect. Right. Um, and with that, I just say Spotify, get your shit together and put producer and uh, engineer credits up, please. What, um, you know, and uh, well, and also, and just like in general, like, you know, I, I granted I I sit on that side of the glass now too, but I think nowadays more than ever, there are a ton of people doing really compelling, great work to make your band sound good, even though you might not be hyper polished <laughs> just yet. Yeah. And they're being underpaid and undercredited for it. And exposure is not a currency, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, so just keep that in mind. And I, I uh, especially, um, if it's a friend that's, you know, helping you out, whether it's photos, photography, it's like those creatives, like you might not realize it. Um, and it might hurt a little bit to scrounge up an extra couple hundred bucks between the band right now. But like, just know that if that's a person that you care about and they show that they are caring about you, that's going to make a world of difference. And that might mean that they're in that chair, um, 
you know, that they're not sitting in, we were talking about this earlier, that they're not sitting in like a metal folding chair at a desk in their bedroom 10 years from now, (laughs) that they are, you know, in a nice studio making a record with you that's going to sell a ton of copies Mm -hmm. with a lot nicer gear, right? So it's a relationship in the same way. It's like you want to treat that right from the start and show up. But um, but yeah, so uh, I think... Uh, I think that's also very important. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think that like there's, there's a lot of conversations about whether bands are going to continue or if it's going to be like solo artists and, you know, whether their names are like, you know, panic of the disco is one guy now, but it's like, is it, is it going to be a group of five guys in a room writing songs together? Or is it going to be one dude with a laptop in his room? And to me, it's like, Dude, I I'm gonna listen to both if it's good. I'm not gonna care like, oh, I, you know, some guy didn't write the guitar to this. I'm not gonna be like, well, then it's not music. This sucks because I'm an adult and I understand that having that sort of tribalism about music is not worth it anymore. It's just if We've something's good, it's meme. good. We've yeah. grown out of that meme phase of saying like. Oh, look at how many people need to write like Beyonce song. Oh my God, look at how many people wrote a Bring Me the Horizon song. Like we've outgrown that for yeah. the most part. Right. And I think sometimes, and you know, it's like the proof. I mean, you know, if we want to talk about like grandmother sayings, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like if, if it if it hits you and that song's great, why can't that song just be great? Why does it have to be great with a qualifier? It's like it's great, but like. It sucks that it, you know, they like they they can only write that because it's whatever. It's just like whatever they like put the reps in to get to a position where they could do that. And now, like, if you like the song, aren't you grateful that that was the trajectory yeah. that brought you that song? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, unless they're like maniacally evil and like trying to like <laughs> do something, it's like you know, and Bezosing the you know <laughs> their entire genre or something. Is that a verb like, now? <laughs> it's Bezosing a verb. <laughs> Probably. I don't you know. You can make it a verb now. I think That's I just what it did. Is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's done. Um, it's done. It's, I think it's done. Submit it to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> write our own thing. Oh, it's being I gotta, submitted. I got to stay done. away from Urban Dictionary. Um, I had plenty of time <laughs> with that in high school. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, it, truth and truthfully, um, the, uh, yeah, I like Bezosing. Like, <laughs> just, be, just be happy that, um, you know, just enjoy the art and like let it if it resonates with you it does if it doesn't that's okay too not everything is made for everybody and i think that's actually the most important thing to remember if you're a musician um and make something that is at first and foremost for you and uh, you know like from your like heart the story um and then that's actually by being more specific that's actually how you get a deeper resonance that comes out of a song so it's like if it takes 30 people to screw that light bulb in but they get it right then they get it right you know um also there's a lot of times where 30 people will definitely get it wrong and it's just like 17 producers trying to like do production kick flips you know like over (laughs) one another and you're just like oh right there's a vocal in here it's like it's like a it's like a garage band mentality where i was just talking about this with somebody else i was like you go into pre-production just like you gotta like, you gotta turn the guitars down. I know you don't want to hear that, and I know I sound like your dad, but <laughs> you can't hear the vocal. Aren't you writing songs right now? That vocal might actually <laughs> be doing something that you can play off of and make yeah. and make the song better. You know, so I don't know. It's um, it's kind of uh, that's that's how my it's my like, you know, the the perspective. But also going back to it, if you're 
I have no shade at all for that person that is just, and I say just, it's like sometimes there's a spark that needs to come and can only come from one person in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Now they might not take it, it like all the way around the bases. And that's the other thing. It's like, if they're good, they will realize, hey, I can write a really good song. I can't mix it. I need somebody yeah. that can really do yeah. it and take it home. Or I can start a song and I know an idea and I and I can see a mood, right? But I need help with someone finding the way to refine it and capture it. Or I have all these really great pieces. I just, I'm unsure that the structure is the most compelling and impactful that it could be, right? And maybe I don't know, you don't know where to go. Um, or maybe you're writing a bunch of songs, putting them out, nothing's really happening. And it's because nobody around you is telling you that they're not good, you know, um, (laughs) and that they need to be better. Right. And then, and that also is like, that also is sometimes an important thing. We've had plenty of people. Are you kidding me? I'm sure a ton of people are still saying everything we put out is awful Um, and that's okay. They're that's their, you know, that's their opinion. Um, and it is valid to them, um, because it's, not for them, you know? Um, but I will say it, what is very cool right now, um, about all that is in the, like very deeply in the bedroom producer world, right. Where it enables people that if they are dedicated enough to workshop and learn, um, and put tools at their disposal, uh, I'm, I'm producing somebody right now. I I mean, I won't mention the project yet, but I was, uh, (laughs) when I brought it on, I was like, and this is a testament too to like not being elitist as engineers, producers, and realizing this is the scope of what music sounds like. If it sounds blown, it's like it really at the end of the day doesn't matter how good a mix is if it gets the point of the song across, right? Mm-hmm. A mix is only a thing for someone that they want to like knock it or hey, maybe you had a good song, but maybe the mix is flat. It could have been twice as good, right? Um, things like that. I I have a client right now that um, brought me songs. I was like, Oh, I love these demos. These are like, these are great demos or whatever. Um, and then started talking, started working like remotely sent me the session. And he's like, I was like, so what, what doll do you work in for audio people with Sammy? This will be done in, in 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> I'm do, in. Do, you, do you work in, do you work in logic? Do you work in, you know, pro tools, Cubit or whatever, just thinking about transferring sessions, you know, to start um, working through stuff remotely. And he's like, Oh no, I don't, I don't have any of that. Um, I just work in garage band. Right. And to anybody that is in that world, it's like, that's a stock, you know, uh, software application that comes on all apples, even like, you know, the cheapest, like bot, you know, um, mm-hmm. Apple you can get. And, um, and that's like a thing where the most people are like, Oh, well that's for like recording podcasts and just doing like, you know, demos or whatever. It's just like, no, he had recorded full on sessions that I was listening to. I was just like, no, this is vision. You like, Mm -hmm. this is awesome. It has a cool vibe. And I had to transfer them over to lot, you know, over to logic and then they'll go to pro tools for me. But I was like, that doesn't matter. That didn't stop him from sitting there, putting the time in and knowing what he wanted this to sound like now. Sure. Like it, it can be taken a little bit further, but it's just like, it shouldn't matter. He shouldn't have to like have a team around him and have super nice gear to legitimize the song and the time that he's putting into a great song. And that's for me, I noticed that immediately. I was like, this song is great. 
if you're writing this song, I want to work with someone that's writing it. Everything else we can figure out mm -hmm. um, together, but I, that's a testament to, I think, where we are now. That's why I kind of just like said, I'm not buying any more gear until I actually like move. I just moved <laughs> yeah. to Atlanta. Um, all, all the gear is like at the studio. Um, so, I, you know, I'll be bouncing back and forth, obviously, between Philly and Atlanta a lot. But like until I set up, um, you know, a finalized home base and do a build down here in Atlanta, I was like, I'm not going to buy any, any outboard gear. I need something I condensed to just a mobile rig that mm -hmm. I need to be able to like take and go for, you know, a month when we're in LA recording a record and just set up in a bedroom, be able to do things like this, which this is exactly what those remote production sessions look mm -hmm. a lot like. And it's just going back and passing sessions back and forth and, um, you know, over zoom and things like that. But, uh, that's, I think, where we are. And I think anybody that's like trying to play the, yeah, they don't have the gear, they don't have the tools. I think that's a cop out. And I think that, you know, we, it's already very apparent, um, you know, but it's, it's kind of like the tools are upstairs, so to speak, for all those listening. There's a head point there. <laughs> pointing at head. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> pointing at head. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and that's kind of like a, I think the philosophy that best suits where I'm at right now. I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, it's so much more accessible for people. I mean, you know, you had the GarageBand era. Then again, you could just, if you have a Mac, you can just use that. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting Pro Tools, getting a Linux system. You can just go and do it as long as you have that creative drive and mindset to do so. And also, if you know, like you just said, if you know I need a producer to help fix it up, cool, we do it. But also, there's just people out there who can make magic on their own and do very well for like the you know the amateur new music standard that people are looking for and it's hitting still right and it's and, and that's because i think the underlying song and story and value of it is because they're getting right and they're finding something that hits right now the difference is at a certain point they probably will have um you know, they might have somebody be like, Hey, have you considered doing this? Have you considered doing that right now? I would hope that they would in true, like artistry fashion, continue forward with some sort of growth mindset, right? Not saying that they have, to, not saying if it's broken, you know, if it's not broken, go try to fix it immediately every chance you get, but more just saying like acknowledging and seeing where you can push boundaries and where you can go. Um, and, and, and seeing, if something could be better, I think that's just, you know, a general like creative and entrepreneurial mindset where it's just like, can, can something be better, you know, um, and, and asking yourself that question and having that kind of skepticism about whatever you do, whether it's art or whatever, and, and, and treading that, that delicate balance without falling into the trap of perfectionism, you know? I think people would be mad at us if we didn't talk about the wonder years. So let's just not talk about the Wonder Years because I don't care how people feel. No, but uh, <laughs> don't don't DM me about this. Don't DM. Don't, nobody no, DM no, about honestly, it. Honestly, here, all. wait. This is a great thing. It's like we can we can continue talking about whatever you want, uh, but maybe just DM me about the Wonder Years if you want. Okay. Yeah. You guys um, DM me. I'm gonna DM him about the Wonder go. Years. We'll, we'll yeah, Brian, yeah. We're actually just DM the podcast. One of us will get it. Go. We'll filter it through, <laughs> and we'll DM down the we'll lane, and we'll yeah. get. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's just a, just a real middleman yeah. podcast post podcast all, all middlemen no yeah. no beginning or end yeah uh, yeah it's it just a really important or was leaving it was just a very important it was very important, uh, it was a very important record that's where's the buffalo sauce yeah. what i don't like buffalo sauce i'm sorry that's a hot take do another one do another one
Hey Club, our new episode of Spicy Takes with our besties Action Adventure is out now on our YouTube channel. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago-based Soothsayer Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature Action Adventure's Poser Poison Hot Sauce, which includes hints of Mexican chocolate and scorpion pepper. It's sold out online, but snag a ticket to see them IRL to get a bottle of your own purple sauce. You can also obsessively refresh SoothsayerHotSauce.com until it comes back in stock on their site. While you're there, scoop up some other spicy sauces. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, and more to be announced. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too at YouTube.com slash EmoSocialClub. Thanks again to our friends at Soothsayer Hot Sauce. Did our friends in Safeface RV Road DM you you guys then to be on this Wonder Years tour? Oh no, <laughs> upcoming we... tour along with Gammy Gang and Spanish. Oh club songs. no, 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 no. We uh, the Safe Face crew has been on the radar for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, we've known Ty for a while. He's he's feel like um he's been like floating around and we and we've known he's shown me early stuff. Actually, hell, before he even made the new Safe Face record, um, he came down to Philly. We hung out and you know listen to like some my chem really fucking loud and and mm-hmm. just talked about Hell where yeah. he saw um you know the band in that project going and it was really cool um and yeah just i mean super proud of everything they're doing the honesty and if any if you if you somehow haven't seen them live then i mean fine leave early leave after a half record leave after one record of us or don't watch it all but come and watch them <laughs> uh if you haven't seen them um because it's a show and the songs are so cool and it's what, and such a performance. And he's always been uh, a performer and um, I'm so glad that it's finally like on this second record that, um, you know, the people are into it and I feel like it's kind of ascended to a new, um, to a new aesthetic that's really fitting where he um, and the band as a whole, um, I think feel comfortable and, and really at home, which is, which is awesome to see just as a fan. So yeah, no, there was no, I mean, there are D there have been DMS between uh, myself and him, many of which um, and text messages and other mediums and even in-person talking, if you remember that. Um, (laughs) No idea. uh, (laughs) How do you do it? (laughs) I forget. I'd clam up. I don't know. Um, Yeah. But um, so we are very excited to have the face savers, the face savers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about like the resurgence and obviously being that you've been in the scene this whole time and, uh, have done it for so long. And I know we've like, you guys have played Riot Fest and we've had Riot Fest here in Chicago, uh, so many years of just like these old bands, old being in quotes there. Cause it's like 10 years is that old. Yes. Because I'm a hundred. Yep, yep. Uh, oh is it, God. is it, it's, it's like this resurgence, like, oh man, how cool is it that they got like these bands to like reunite and play these albums and now you're going out and you're playing two albums on a tour uh so i guess that like it, it kind of fits in with the idea of like the resurgence and the the nostalgia of it of playing full records on a tour uh was there any thought process about like why these two records now why this tour now was there any thought about that when you were planning it um they turned 10 and that's okay. a there we go. nice well-rounded number didn't anticipate the pandemic so now there are 12 um yeah. you know um that's how it Still, goes. it's a uh, it's a it's an even number 
Yeah. Right. Also another even number, you know, mm -hmm. it was all by design. No, the year two of the pandemic was not by design. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, that was, I mean, that was about it. You know, we saw a lane for it. We knew we, we wanted to do that. We've done album shows before. Um, you know, we've, uh, and this was, uh, and we've done long set list before. I don't think ever anything that is this many songs uh, in one sitting <laughs> or standing. Um, but the, I mean, that was, that was qu quite frankly, it was the, the 10 year anniversary and we were like, well, we want to do something big. Um, and we knew we wanted to, you know, those records, you know, were coming up. We were, we knew we were talking with hopeless. We knew we wanted to repress. So we did, um, you know, for anybody that missed it, we did a, you know, a deluxe reissue, um, and did like two new tracks where we kind of went back to some old, um, demo fragments that we had and resurrected them and finished them with our like modern perspective, um, of a band, which was a really cool result. And I love both of those songs, um, out of my feet and breakless. And we'll probably play some of those. Um, <laughs> I don't know from night to night, but, you know, we'll kind of rotate it up to keep it, you know, in true, like roll the dice fairness, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of requests, some of which have found their way into DMS and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, that was about it. Yeah. Was the, you know, the 10 year and then the release had us feeling it. So we were like, Hey, let's plan for this so we can actually do it right. And it was an interesting thing because both of those, the re-release and of upsides and, and suburbia kind of came out so close together that we we're like, well, we know that we won't be able to do, you know, a suburbia tour, you know, because we'll already be into another album cycle and things like that. So we were like, both. Uh, you know, um, and then the answer was yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just couldn't find a compelling enough. No. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, you see like a lot of bands that are doing the now, you know, 12 year tours, like Mo I just saw motion city kept like crossing out the number on their tour poster. It's like yeah. 12 years. Yeah. Okay. Like one day we'll get there. It is one so day crazy. we'll see you That's on it. this record. Uh, yeah. and I, so I, heartbreaking too that they had to, um, I know. Yeah. postpone that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting, like the the different decisions around like doing it, some bands will do like an album show in like the hometown. And then it's like, yeah, this is the one we're going to do it at a big venue or or do it like that or, or do a whole tour. And, and I'm always just interested in like there's bands like Fall Out Boy who is like, we're not doing that shit. Like we're not doing yeah. the 10 year, 15 year anniversary of these records, even though everyone on the planet would buy tickets to that show. Oh yeah. You know? It would Period. be a blood. First of all, it would be a bloodbath to get yes. those tickets. Yes. Hundo P. <laughs> yes. But like, there are obviously bands that are, are trying to find their, their niche in the music industry now. And there are bands that are are like, my niche was this record. We love this record. We are still passionate about it. And we know that there are audiences that are still passionate about it and are just finding it. Like there are, there are audiences that didn't hear it 10 years ago. And there are audiences that have fallen in love with it over the past 10 years. And most bands, I assume, are not going to play like their old albums, like on their new tours when they have a new album out. And it's it's trying to find that balance of like, how do we please the fans? How do we find where we want to go how how do we grow in this industry and how do we also help them grow with us like without yeah. just going back to the old shit all the time right i think it's um i think it's uh, interesting too that uh you know for us 
it, it was kind of uh, clear and wasn't that far of a stretch because we've always been a band that tries to, um, in some way or another, present a cohesive vision in the album sense, right? Um, where I think you're getting obviously a lot less of that nowadays um, in this genre where it is much more streaming driven, single driven, especially from an artist standpoint. It's like, hell yeah, it's like a lot of ways if you're a brand new artist, you know, does it make sense to spend an entire year in a budget doing a record? And then after one day, people are like, <laughs> yeah, I listened to like three songs. Now it's out, you know, like mm -hmm. um, curating the journey and their way into like understanding you um, in a slow way is a little different for us. Uh, these albums were uh, far and large, even before streaming was where it is now, were kind of digested as a whole um, you know, piece of work, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, sure. Some songs stand out and some, you know, there's some favorites and, um, but, uh, for us, this is an extra special moment. Like I said, we try to like do things, you know, so it's more than just, Hey, here's an anniversary. I guess we could just do the record. It's like, it, no, it's nice to be able to play it front to back because a lot of our fans have experienced it front to back and are so familiar with it in that way. Um, and there's an anticipation. There's a cool thing. Even for us playing it, we get to go back and be like, cool. All of these like transitions, the song order, the, you know, the overall momentum and energy that it carries, we get to go kind of relive that as we play it too, which is really neat because we didn't, you never really do it that much, you know, um, that seamlessly, or if you do it at rehearsals or reps, it's like, you're okay, do a couple songs. All right take a breather try it again but like this is like truly like the closest thing you get to just like fully turning on an album but then seeing the whole thing played live and all of those little nuanced moments that kind of connect the lyrics the musical moments the energy um with the whole show like uh, uh that was kind of for us a no-brainer where some other bands sure it might you know it might be a little different that you know and that's also not saying you have to have a full-blown like you know, concept record to be allowed <laughs> to do an album show. Um, but for us, that was kind of the reason why I think we felt like it was okay and, and maybe um, warranted doing not one, but both because both of them were kind of digested as albums uh, by a lot of our fans. So instead of just being like, cool, the greatest hits from just these two records and then some stuff, it's like, let's give the full, um, the full journey, so to speak. Um, Cause I think that's something that we've, come to know that our fans really appreciate um you know so we're gonna do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just we are very gonna, we are gonna do it it's happening it's booked you may have to take that yoga break but it's gonna yeah. happen and it's that's gonna right go down. that's right 10 years ago we didn't draw you know we didn't think about the yoga break but now <laughs> maybe consider maybe maybe, maybe yoga break yeah <laughs> it's very nice to hear that you're thinking about the fans and i'm gonna throw fallout boy into the bus again wow that's right we care about their circulation and yeah you know the yeah. chakra energy haven't that, seen uh, one fallout boy yoga break yeah never no yeah we no. have seen it all backstage all day pete's doing it all day long come backstage. on pete oh, show yeah. us your yoga, yoga moves by the, time he get, by the time he gets on stage that's actually yeah. the the only way we can access it is through that nft that they have that's i'm gonna it. do it that's true i'm gonna do it that's true yeah NFT the yoga NFT is just his favorite <laughs> yoga positions on a cue. <laughs> you just roll it like a dice and it's like, all right, that's, that's right. what I got to do. And that's, that's how it. I'll be fall up boy. <sighs> Dude, 
five days in a row the same one i hate this frog Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest frog uh oh god it hurts so much this was like the fastest hour i feel like yeah, uh of a recording great. So uh, we are going to continue talking to Twitch, talking to everybody over in chat. Uh, before we do that, we'll wrap up the recording part of the podcast. Uh, is there, do you want to give plugs? Do you want to tell everybody where they can find the podcast? Uh, if there are tickets left to go and see your tour, any, any of that good stuff, uh, where can everybody find it? Yes, I will shamelessly do all of the above. Do it. Um, it. Let's see. So we will start with the tour because that's what we've just been talking about. Uh, there are still tickets left for some shows. I don't know by the time this goes out um, or even if you're listening on Twitch. Uh, truthfully, I know every band says this and it feels like a, like a tired record, but it really is like this is like a thing where it's just like there are some shows that like if you sleep, it just they, they will be sold out and we I wish that wasn't the case. It just is because that is the nature of the beast um, when it comes to touring and trying to put things um, in a room that, you know, we know that we like and, and try to curate the best possible experience. And that is why we don't want you to miss out. So to the most dedicated uh, and the most uh, intrigued by that proposition, you can go to the wonder years um, or the wonder years band on socials, whatever, and you will find your way to the, tour dates section of uh, a web page like that. And I'm sure you'll know what to do from there uh, <laughs> for the podcast. Uh, similar yet slightly different uh, on Instagram. Uh, I'll be checking those DMS. Uh, mm -hmm. So you will want to follow along and we will start gearing up. And it's just a static splash right now. But um, as we start rolling out interview episodes and much more of that stuff, it's also like, honestly, really cool. Some like some, giveaways some contest stuff in the Ooh. work so Ooh. yes um with honestly some pretty cool stuff that if i was i was just like i don't know i'd follow i'd follow a podcast for that um <laughs> like this is actual like real stuff and, and because i think i've been kind of approaching um you know some companies that we work with um both in the studio and with wonder years with the idea of like hey this is really cool i would like to put this in front of people if they don't know about it because it fosters creativity or helps with something in that arena that you know that we talk about on the show a lot um so you can find that uh on instagram at the record process or um and you can also reach out to us um through there or you can go to truelevelstudio.com which is the studio um that we speak of um and production company and you can find info on the record process there um as well as uh my personal website which is just my name Casey Cavalier with a dot com at the end of it. Uh, and then there's any, I don't know if you want a more uh, like a picture or two of me and, or if you're like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. There's more on some of like the, um, the mentoring like stuff and, and development stuff there. Although I probably eh, won't be picking back up on that until after the tour, most likely. Um, but uh, if you are interested, reach out. That's either there or through the studio website as well. But and that's um, that's about it. Did I forget anything? Uh, uh, when can we expect season two of your ooh, podcast? Like yes. Well, it, mm. again, um, February shortly, very shortly, um, <laughs> February. Things are things are being um, edited and um, 
polished right now um and just just waiting on a few last minute things but yeah very like that's why i say now is like a good time to get in the fold and be like if you want to subject yourself to a show <laughs> like this um which you know i i do uh, almost uh daily with other people's shows so um you'll you'll want to kind of like tune in and and set some reminders for like first week of february but there will be mm -hmm. stuff rolling out before then that'll you know give more insight and tease some things we have and, <laughs> and explain a little bit more so yeah um so look out for that in the next couple weeks for sure but and an episode will start dropping in february yeah hell yeah get teased y'all i don't know if that's <laughs> i don't know don't say that out that's loud mad, Brian. yo yeah. guys get teased bro <laughs> Someone put that on a shirt right now. Come on, get yourself Stop teased this. or whatever. Uh, okay, we will continue. Are, are uh, we in trouble? I think we're in trouble. Brian. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, my God. You know what? That's how you learn. <laughs> is uh, that what's going to be on the anime emo social club girl don't, don't, t-shirt? Look, this is on recording. We don't want to tease them either. Uh, we will continue yeah. the conversation over on Twitch. Uh, but, Casey, this was, this was literally just so, like, good and That's fast so that i'm like yeah we're, we're we're go listen to us on twitch if you haven't because you're gonna miss probably a lot more good stuff that's all and I got. Also, but again, we can't reiterate enough. This is why you got to show up early to Twitch. Got to show up miss, early. You if you're listening to this in post, uh, you miss some cool, some fun times, some some really genuine banter, some spirited banter. And now, if you're listening to it in post, you're gonna be like, no, I, I missed it. What were they? Doing? I could have. I could have gone. Yeah. This is why you so want to much. do it. So. And, if, yeah. and it would have been free flowing. I went ahead edited out certain things. You wouldn't have to hear other ads that we put in. So you, you're boo boo the fool right now if you're not coming through. That's right. You can't hear my ums and likes. Maybe the, some of those are gone. <laughs> you probably want those. I'll keep them in for the YouTube video. <laughs> no, don't take them out. <laughs> eh. No, it's real. Keep them in. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This is authentic. Uh, if it, if okay. it adds to it, it stays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Casey, for the podcast, thank you for being on. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you liked it, five stars, five individual only. stars only. Listen, you if you want to have constructive criticism, slide into the DMs and let's talk bestie. You have permission to slide. That's all I'm going to keep referring to it as. Uh, let us know. Let us know on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe on the video. Uh, and yeah, we just would love to hear feedback as we talked about, like the feedback is nice. It's good to have yeah. it. And we love having you here. Yeah. We'll be back next Monday with another episode. So make sure that you are following for when that goes up for the emo social club. I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We'll see you soon. Bye. Happy 2022 y'all. We are in it. Just do it like we're being silly 2020 what year is it <laughs>